What's up, nerds? And welcome to a special bonus review from your boys here at the 3FN Podcast. Of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host on the 3FN Podcast. My name is Rich, and I am joined by only one of the nerds for this uh, special bonus review because... Let's be honest, Diesel shan't be watching Barbarian, so nope. ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man, the myth, the legend, with a gray-beard feller, Ron. What's happening? Well, here we are, and of course, I just as I just said, we are doing a special movie review for the movie Barbarian, and we're going to run it a lot like how we run our normal 3FN movie club reviews. So it's going to be... You know, one of those things where we kind of go in first, spoiler free. We're going to give you a synopsis of the film. We're going to then, spoiler free synopsis, I should add. Then we are going to go ahead and give you like the director, the writer, the actors, all that happy jazz. And then give you a spoiler free thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down recommendation. We will then play the spoiler alert. And then we'll kick right on over into the full on review. Are you ready to dive right into the world of Barbarian, Ronald? Yes, I am. I mean, we definitely went down those crickety basement (laughs) steps and followed a long, dark hallway just so we could bring you all the great entertainment. So, Ron, here we go. Uh, Barbarian is uh, just came out, and of course... They have the best synopsis on IMDb. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. And before we jump too far into the rabbit hole and even get this going, the portion of the spoiler-free thing, if you've not seen Barbarian yet, I would suggest to not go after the spoiler-free. Once we play the spoiler alert, because the darker you go into this movie, the better it is, I think, on first watch. It's a good movie, whether... I I, I think I could watch this a second time and still would be good. However, I think not knowing and just going by the initial trailer, which is basically what the synopsis does, and not knowing anything else, I think is the best way to go in. How about you, Ron? Yes, definitely, because it does take a turn, and we weren't expecting any of that. It was released, Barbarian, that is, was released originally on July 22nd of 2022 at San Diego Comic-Con, but it was released uh, nationwide on September 9th of 2022. It has a runtime of 107 minutes. The writer and director are one and the same. It is Zach Krieger, and Zach Krieger is also the writer and director for The Whitest Kids You Know. Really? I thought that was the most interesting thing about this, is that the writer and director of this film his biggest thing in any before this movie, the only things he had done, other than a few shorts, were all related to the whitest kids you know. Really? Yeah. Isn't That's that crazy? A, that is crazy. And it explains a lot. It does explain a lot. It with explains this, a lot. So if well, I would have known I, that going in. I yeah. Like I like that blows my mind. Like yeah. seriously. No, seriously. Holy I, shit. I swear to God, when I did my research, I went, holy fuck, that's pretty awesome. So Later on, it explains a lot, and I'll tell you what, it was awesome. So, Zach Krieger, this is his first major motion picture that is not related to The Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, the cinematographer on this film was Zach Kirpenstein, and uh, the only thing of note, other than some shorts and music videos, was The Vigil. Let's talk about 
the actors that are in this movie, though, and they've, we've got some. I, I, I wrote down uh, the top four here because I think that's the most important parts without giving anything away. Of course, the main character in this movie is Georgina Campbell. She plays Tess. Uh, the only movie she has been in, major motion picture she's been in, is All My Friends Hate Me. And of course, she was also on an episode of The Black Mirror. That's so, where she's from. Okay. Yeah, so that's okay. what you recognize her from. Yes. I'm going to say it up front here. She's fantastic in this movie. I hope to see her more soon. Next up, of course, you know him as Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård plays Keith in this movie. As you know, he was in It, in It Chapter 2 as Pennywise, also in Deadpool 2 yes, as Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Next up, Justin Long. Ben, two, two times in one week we have to bring Justin Long up. He plays AJ, and you know him from literally fucking everything. He has been in a ton of uh, Kevin Smith movies, including Clerks 3, which we just reviewed for 3FN Movie Club. Also, he was in Jeepers Creepers, Waiting, Accepted, Live Free or Die Hard, and the list goes on and on and on. And last but su- certainly not least, in this movie we had Richard Brake playing Frank, which is somebody who comes out of nowhere which we'll get to in the spoiler section, uh, but you will remember Richard Brake from Doom 31, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as the pervy uh, oh, right. ambulance driver. Remember yeah. he's in there? I forgot. Also Hannibal and much, much more. Richard yes. Brake, if you see him, you know exactly yeah. who he is. He usually plays a sleazeball. Yes. And he's very good at it, and guess what? He keeps the streak alive in this movie as Frank. This movie had a budget of $10.5 million, and to date, it has made $22.1 million. So that's a big bucket of win right there, if I would say so myself, Ronald. No, you make your money. Let's jump right in. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, recommendation, and spoiler free, sir. Spoiler free. If you're a horror fan, psychological thrillers type of fan, yeah, definitely thumbs up. If you can't handle that, then nah, don't even bother. But if, if, if like, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably somewhat of a horror fan. Um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't that bad of a movie. It just takes a turn where we weren't expecting the turn. And it was like, okay, boom. I will say this. If you are a horror fan and can stomach horror movies, then you should definitely go see this. This is a thumbs up. Yeah. And if you are somebody like Diesel, there's a reason why he's not in this room. And there's a reason why we didn't cover this on the show proper and why we're doing a bonus one. So there, let that be the reason. All right, Ron. And for everybody at home, we are getting ready to play the spoiler alert, which means on the other side of this, we will be giving our spoiler spoiler full review. So if you have not seen Barbarian, once again, I suggest, I strongly suggest if you've not seen Barbarian, go ahead, pause it right now, go see the movie, then come back and hear what we have to say. If you really don't want to take that warning and still want to hear it, or you're a little skittish like Diesel is, so this is probably the only way Diesel will ever hear about this movie, is from us. Or if you've already seen it, get ready because buckle your seatbelts because we're going to jump in spoiler full right about. Now, we are in the spoiler zone, so we will be talking spoilers as we do our review. Just like on the show, we will be focusing on the positives, then the negatives, and then we're not going to play the game. We're just going to give the scores from around the internet before we give you the nerd score and my critic score to finish out. All right, Ronald, let's jump right in. Let's talk about the positives film. I'm going to start with one positive, then I'll pass it to you, and we'll go back and forth. I'm going to say one of the biggest things in this movie is the atmosphere and suspense. They do a tremendous job of the with the atmosphere of this movie and creating this. You're on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who you can trust. And I think that before we even dive into like scenes from this movie that we liked, 
you have we have I can't get that across enough how you really do not know what the fuck is going on and as you figure it out you figure some things out and some things become unclear but it's always this place where you're so unsure of what's going on but not in a bad way it's not like you're lost but it keeps you so uneasy that I think that that's one of the strongest points of this movie to me is that you're always have this suspense in you you always you don't know who to trust who you can't trust you know is this guy the killer is this girl the killer is this person the killer is this person helping the killer we don't we don't know until you get towards the end of the movie in the third act completely and the fact that this movie does the old first act is what we saw in the trailers. Yeah. By the way, what you see in the trailers pretty much comes out of the first act. Yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. There's a mistake. The girl shows yeah. up. There's already somebody there. Can we trust that guy? Is the first yeah. suspense we get into. Of course, it's fucking Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're instantly going, "Oh shit, he's got to be the bad guy, right?" And he, he mumbles, like he mumbles and stutters a lot to get, and he's very antsy. So you like, so you really feel that he is the. Well, on top of that, he also understands that she thinks he is. Yeah. Because he's like, I understand. You shouldn't want to trust me. Like, she won't drink the tea. Yeah. He, he makes her tea. She won't drink it. So then he's like, well, I didn't open the wine because I knew that's why you didn't drink the tea. So I wanted to make sure if you wanted some wine that you saw me open it and pour it. So you know I didn't put anything in it. Yeah. So he's kind of like even given the reason why we all would think that you should be uneasy. And then there's a scene overnight. So like the whole first act of this movie, which is about 35 to 45 minutes, is what you saw in the trailer you know, even with the downstairs, they discover there's a secret sub-basement. Yeah. I mean, she gets locked in the room first, and then he comes down, and he goes in, and then she follows him in, and that's where all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Because literally, we end the first act with a fucking brutal head-smashing murder, because we find out that, no, Keith, no, no, <laughs> Keith. Keith, who is played by the Bill Skarsgård, who is the most, fa- well, the second most famous person in this movie, I would say, behind Justin Long. Maybe yeah. on the same, well, nowadays on the same scale because Pennywise, right? Yeah. He gets, he's the first one fucking killed as his head gets bashed <laughs> off the wall by this fucking, from what we can see, a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you don't get a good shot at the first one. You just see some monstrous beast looking fucking thing and smash it, literally smashing his head into non existence. Yeah. And it, and the first one, just like, I think, even think a couple teeth pop out. And then it bashes his head again, and it just and his skull just caves in. Then it bashes again, and it's and his skull's flat. It's like, oh wow. And I know we don't usually break down like like big portions like this, but you have to because then the movie cuts straight from that. Yeah. To k- driving in a convertible down the California coast with AJ, played by Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, sunny California. Yeah, and then we find out he actually owns this house because he's 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 getting accused of raping uh, uh, a co-star. co a co star of a of a TV pilot. Yep. And so now he goes back to try to get some money for his legal representation and everything else. He owns some properties in Detroit, so he's trying to sell some of those off. And he's actually staying at this property. And that's when he sees that there's still a bag and stuff from them there. And they're like, what? You know, the cleaning person? They're like, oh, they only come in like two days before they clean. And nobody's been there in 20 days. So we find out. That's how we find out it's like 20 days later. Yeah. Which was actually kind of neat. Yeah. I I, I will admit that. Because like... He, he, he even it even fits in the scene where he just starts bitching like, well, what if they destroyed the place? How would we know until two days before somebody else, and it's a month later? Right. And then the, the chick that that rents it out for him is just like, but did they destroy the place? And he's like, no. And then it's like it's a win win. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's kind of a sleaze ball. He ends up finding the secret basement as well, and that's you know we pick up from there, <laughs> which is hilarious. It is hilarious, and you know he thinks he's a badass. Well, actually, what he's doing is he first he thinks he's a badass because remember he pulls the gun, yeah. and then he goes, 
Oh, wait a minute. He goes back up and instead of being scared, mind you, he find the first thing you find in the little hallway in the basement is a room <laughs> that has a bucket, a shitty bed, and a camcorder. That's it. That's it. And it's a white room. Yep. And everybody else who's seen it, like when, you know, Keith sees it and we when Tess sees it, they're both like, what the fuck? Him, he looks at it, he's like, wait a minute, can I make money off of this? And he literally <laughs> goes up and searches if you can add space to an apartment that's underneath. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, but you can add it as extra. Oh. So then he usually starts. Usually you can't. And he's like, oh, usually. usually. Is- so he starts measuring this fucking area. And with <laughs> that, he finds the secondary door that goes down the stairs. He's like, and instead of being scared or terrified of this dungeon looking thing that he's walking in, mind you, he walks past cages and stuff. And he's just like measuring away like, oh, this is fucked up shit. But continuing on. And he's, he's just thinking about how much money he's going to make. Until finally... He finds a room where yeah. we get a breastfeeding video, and it looks like a, a child lives there. A nursing video from the 70s, and it's just this you know, little TV with a VCR built in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And the video's from the 70s, and it's just, just playing on loop. It's, it's, the only, it's the only light coming from that room, and it's just sitting there playing on a loop. So, And it's just this little scene of if your baby doesn't want to suckle... Maybe you just need to bop it on the nose to get him to suckle. It's fucking weird. I'm like, what the fuck is this this shit? This is a bonding between you and your baby. (laughs) There's some weird shit, right? This movie gets fucking really weird real quick. And that's when we get into the second half of the movie, because then we find out this creature again chases him. He falls into a little graded area, and that's where we find that Tess is still alive, basically going, hey, listen, do whatever she says. Yeah. Because now we find out it's a humanoid. Yeah. It's a naked, like, gigantic, naked beastly looking woman yeah name mother name mother because there's no other thing it's it's fucking insane right when you look it up it says mother (laughs) it's like oh yeah it's 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 mother and and by the way just a shout out matthew patrick davis (laughs) plays mother so uh yeah so it's all kinds all prosthetics and she she butt ass naked oh she she real butt ass naked she real 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 naked (laughs) so it's all prosthetics this poor guy's wearing to to portray this and he did a hell of a job oh he did a great job in in the role yeah Uh, so we get so it goes on from there and then we get another flashback at some point we get a flashback during these scenes where we go back to the late 1970s and we find out that there is a serial kidnapper rapist uh, played that's who Richard Brake plays that's that's Frank and he's stalking women. So then we kind of learn more. Like, they don't come out and tell you what's going on until almost the end of the movie. But you kind of put it together that, oh, this guy was kidnapping and forcing women to have babies because he's buying pampers and birthing yeah. things and birthing things in the house. And later on, we get an exposition dip, uh, dump from a homeless man uh, where he basically says, when, like, like I said, we're skipping ahead, but it makes more sense this way. He goes, yeah, well, you know, he started he started kidnapping and had forcing them to have his babies, and then he was having sex with the babies and having more babies, and finally, once you do enough fucked up shit like that, you end up with whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was a very, very awesome he, thing. That he, was he, uh, Andre, played by yeah. James Butler. And I believe he also said, you know, once you get a copy of a copy, it's not so good. And I'm yeah. like, multiplicity? What the hell just happened? It was fucking great. But that, yeah, like I said, that he's uh, the homeless man was yeah. Andre, played by James Butler. But James Butler did a great job. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump out of like giving you the whole dump and we'll go into the end, yeah. of course, later on. Uh, I just needed to explain to you that yeah. this movie is actually two movies inside of another movie and it's fucking deep as shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of really cool things here. Layers. What is the, what is something else you liked inside of that stuff, Ron? Well, honestly, 
all through this whole thing, and you know, this might be a little early to say, but the, the, the acting in this was amazing. Like everybody's acting was on point on this thing. Agreed. Like, like, Agreed. like, like if this, if you didn't have who you had in this movie acting, I don't think it'd be as good. Like, like they, they were solid because, like, even even when this makes that left turn and you're in California and you got Justin Long playing AJ, who's being accused of rape of a co-star and that he's about to lose everything he has because she's doesn't want to do the pilot with him. So the, the, the studio wants to get rid of him, not her. Right. And he's and, also getting, she's taking him to court as well. Yeah. And so he's just like, and it's just like, okay, this takes this whole left turn, but like everybody that acted in this movie, like it just pushed the movie forward and made it that much and more interesting. Like, it, like I never felt like I didn't want to see the next scene. Yeah, and then there's a weird thing where, and this is acting and writing, and I gotta give credit for this, where you don't know what he did or didn't do with this young lady. Not yeah. at first. So you're, you know, at first you're like, okay, what happened? And then he's like, I didn't do any of this, nothing that she accused me of. And then when he gets yeah. to Detroit, he goes out with one of his friends, and he tells his friend in confidence, and he says, listen, we did have sex, but it wasn't, you know, it was consensual. It yeah. wasn't rape. You know, she, she definitely wanted it. It wasn't rape. Yeah. We had sex. But it, I didn't do this. This is bogus. This is bullshit. And he does what everybody tells him not to do. What he drunk calls the victim. Yeah. Which I'm sure went over well. But we don't know because then he's trapped. And this is the whole night yeah. that all this shit goes down. So it's kind of like we don't know exactly if he got his comeuppings or not from that. Yeah. But we find out that, yeah, this guy is less than honorable throughout the movie. And then I'm pretty sure he raped that girl. No, he did. But at the end, it, it's yeah, guaranteed that he did. Clear as day. The way he yeah. acts. Yeah. And like not even jumping to that part. But I'm. Like the other thing is that whole scene when they're in when he falls in the pit and they, she's got the cage above him, the crate above him, like in the Tess and AJ are in the in the hole, and they're sitting there like that was the one of the most creepiest things when mother just put the 1970s baby bottle with the 1970s old ass nipple, and there's I don't know if the hair was coming off of her. But there's like nasty hair on the mm-hmm. nip on the nipple of this bottle, and it's just coming down. And you got Tess just going, just put it in your mouth and suck it. Just put it in your mouth and suck it. And he's just like, I'm not doing this. And she put. And then mother moves the bottle to Tess, and Tess just goes to town on it. And then boom! All of a sudden, Tess is like, Oh well, you ain't drinking out of the bottle. Guess what that? Guess what time it is? And rips him out of that cage. So, yeah, mother rips him out, and it's breastfeeding time, baby. Which <laughs> and takes is very him, disturbing. Takes him into the room and starts bopping his nose, so he suckled. Oh my god, it's so that's so disturbing. Dude, it's, that whole scene, those two scenes together, was so disturbing. Absolutely, and, and so you would go through this movie, and once again, there's a lot of like disturbing stuff. I wouldn't say it's not disturbing to the point of like Serbian film no, or no. Human Centipede, but it, it's no, purposely I, it purposely turns you a little bit. Like you're like, oh fuck, this is disturbing and disgusting. And before, like one of the reasons why they ended up, why Tess ended up finding the ground is when you first meet Andre. <clears throat> Andre's running up on her, and she thinks that he's trying to attack her, so he she gets in the house quick, and then realizes that she left shit outside yeah. and and didn't put the key back. So when she gets locked in the basement, there's no way. And then, you know, thankfully her and Keith get there because, but it's important because later on when Tess escapes and this is showing you all the layers, yeah. you come to find out Andre's like, I tried to stop you the other day. Once people go in that house, she gets you. Yeah. No, that's the whole thing. Like, she, like it's, it's so layered the, like you think, you know, cause you don't really see, mother you just hear the walking in the background you 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 hear the door shut 
So it's like that jump scare type of thing. So you don't know who it is. So you think it might be this homeless guy walking around the house. Because one of the other good things about this is, you know, when she pulls up to the house in Detroit, it's dark, rainy. Can't see anything other than this Airbnb. House looks nice, looks good. Yes, it has somebody in it that's not supposed to have in it. Fine, whatever. You know, that's the first part. But the next day when she comes out of that house and the sun's out, looks like a fucking war zone. There's the only house on the street that's livable is the one there. Like mm-hmm. everything else is decapitated or de- de- destroyed and all, all yeah. that. Fr- and it's just like, and then she, and she even hesitates at first. Like, oh, wow. If I knew it was like this, I probably wouldn't have stayed. So it's like the one only house there is this one. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's really fucking, it's really done well, though, to show you that this is like a despair area. And once again, it goes to show, like, they're always building the suspense. Because at the point where Keith is alive, this is more than one night that they spend together uh, with Keith in the house. And before he ends up dead, is that basically it's led to believe that he might be, like, something nefarious happening. Or the homeless guy, after you see him, maybe he's the one that's doing this. And then later on, you know... You, you don't know where you're going, and you finally find out, and it's just some crazy shit from there. Well, Tess, when she escapes, one of the cool things about it, the escape is how many times have we always been like, oh, you should just run and get out? Yeah. And in this movie, they're ballsy enough to do the actual run and get out. Yeah. And she gets out, and she runs down the street, and uh, that's when she bumps into the homeless Andre for the uh, when he talks to her and says, you should have never gone to the house. Excuse me. And she says, he goes, you should come with me. You need to come with me because if you don't come with me, bad things happen, especially at night. At night, she comes out. Yeah. And so Tess goes, no, no, I'm not coming with you. I'm going to the cops. So she runs. She gets, she finds cops. The cops bring her back and everything. They don't believe her. They think she's a meth head. The, I, I think, I think they, I think the one kind of believed her, like, but he keeps it under wraps. Cause kind of, but the, yeah. the, the blonde guy, the, yeah. because he, because he's like giving that like, oh, we got to go, and gives her that look as they pull away, like he knows something. Yeah. So, but like I, so I think there's something there, but maybe, but I, I'd have to rewatch it to see if there's a catch somewhere that I missed. But like that look when he drives away, like because he doesn't say anything until the report comes in of gunfire and they have to go. The other cop was all like, "There's nobody here." Like let's like there's nothing. Not to mention there. you don't have your ID. You don't even have the key to this place. Yeah, like I, she's like I had to break out. I'm running for my life. There's somebody in there in yeah. danger. Yeah, cops like I don't give a fuck. But by this time it's nighttime. Yeah, it's nighty night time. So she gets back into the house and gets her keys. And when she comes out, mother is now chasing her down outside. Yeah. And we end up with a cool scene where she fucking just slams into mother into the wall with her yeah. car. Yep. And then. By this time, AJ's found his gun. Found, found a gun. A gun. Oh, yeah, because we get to meet Frank yeah. in his old elderly state in the room, yeah. which and, is terrifying. Yeah, and he's he's sitting there. He's like pointing. He can't talk. He's pointing at the coffee table or end table. And he's like, what? You want water? Here, have this. And he's like, I'll just move this whole coffee table or this whole little end table over to you. And he's like, and then he turns around and he sees there's a TV with video and it's all snow. And it's the only light in the place. And... He looks over, and while all of a sudden Frank's rustling for something in the drawer, and he goes over and he just looks at the TV and then sees old recorded tapes with different names on it. Like weird names, too, like, like Jumper, Screamer. There was Jumper, Screamer. There was like Becky G, Redhead from the gas station. Uh, like another, like something. And then there was like three other there's names. A ton well, of these well, tapes. But there's a, it's a wall full of tapes, and there's one in this VCR. And he pushes it in, 
and all you see is him watching this video and it doesn't show the video at all which i thought was spectacular perfect because you didn't need to see it your brain your brain automatically goes because as soon as he sees a couple seconds of this tape a minute or so of the tape he turns around and goes what it the fuck is wrong with you and it's obviously shot in that room up in the stairs with the videotape and what he was doing to the girl and he's just like and then all of a sudden he sees frank with a gun in his hand and then he's like don't shoot me man i'm i won't tell anybody i just need to get yeah. out of here and literally he turns the gun and just shoots himself in the head <laughs> fucking great movie magic too yeah. great 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 effect and so that's where he got the gun yeah i forgot yeah. about that and then he's running out to try to get out of there tess is running back in to try to find him to get him out because she thinks that she's killed mother yeah and it, AJ ends up shooting Tess. Which is stupid. You should have let him See, that, that was one of the things I didn't like either. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, I, I, uh, I didn't like that at all because you have you have no uh, reason to go back in for him. Like like right. it or not. You, you Like if it was Keith, I would, I would have been like, I get it. Because there was a connection. There's a connection. You had that night that she, when she went to her interview the next day, she was looking at the picture of his uh, ID that she took. Because she didn't trust him, and she was kind of smiling, like, "Oh, maybe you know, he's all right. Maybe I can do it." You know, his wandering eyes a little weird, but that's all right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's like this. So, like, Keith would have had the connection. This AJ, there's no connection to run back in there. You just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, "You're on your own." AJ. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's fucking super <laughs> weird watching it. She, she ends up getting shot. She's not dead. She he carries her out. We yeah. find out mother is fucking alive. Andre to save, or she says, "Oh, I know where to go." So they go to Andre's. A, a residence, which is like inside of some like abandoned power boiler plant. room, power plant, plant thing, yeah, some, like or a factory, a fat probably a factory. It's it's some wild shit. Yeah, because it's, it's a Detroit, but there's yeah. a water tower, so yeah. pro- probably that or city property or something. But I, I would say like a factory or something. So, anyways, he lets him in as the hero for the day. That's where we got the the, the explanation of the when you make a copy of a, a copy, copy, it ain't good. Yeah. And like this, alluding to that, it's happened multiple times. Yeah. And then they're like, well, aren't, why are you worried? He's like, ah, I've been here for 15 years, and she ain't never coming to my fucking place. As soon as he <laughs> says that, she bursts through the wall and rips through Homeboy in half. <laughs> rips his arm off and beats, beats him, him with to it. death with it. <laughs> and so now they run up the fucking water tower uh, to get away from her, which is stupid. Yeah, Once again, another, another one of those, I don't like that in horror movie tropes, but hey, here we are. Yeah. Put yourself in a situation where you can't get out of. So they get to the top, and of course they figure out, oh, we have nowhere to go, and she's coming up after us. And then Justin Long really shows the kind of scumbag he truly yes. 120% is as he looks at Tess and goes, well, I can get out of this, but I don't know about you. And proceeds to push her off of the oh, water no. top. Oh, oh, it's not it's not, it's not. just a push. Oh, it's like it, a... It's, it's, you want he looks at mother and goes, You want your baby? Go get her and grabs her and pulls her. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it's a pull it's 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 not just like an accidental push. It's oh, no, grabs it wasn't her. accidental. It was, definitely it, it, was it was grabs her and throws her off the water tower. And mother dives for her. Dives for her, and of course gets her we she when he looks over the edge after they've hit the ground, mother had caught her and landed with her down. Now mind you, we don't know if either one of them is alive. But they're, you know, she saved her technically because when we get down there, Tess is alive. Yeah. And Tess is looking at him and he's, of course, going, oh, I didn't mean to do that. It was no. just, you know, I had to, you know, I had to do something. It was an accident. That wasn't meant to happen. And, and you know, I, I hope you understand. And yeah. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. And it just proves right then and there he raped, the, raped that. Concern. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
And while he's doing that, she's kind of says something to him, and then he's becoming a bigger piece of shit. Well, in the meantime, Mother is not dead. No. And uh, then disposes of the asshole, thankfully, as yeah. we all love that. Yes. And then I think she then I think she shoots Mother. Yeah, so then what yeah. happens next is is that uh, because uh, Tess never gets off the ground. So then Mother comes back over to Tess after she <laughs> brutally kills yeah. AJ. And at this point, Tess has the gun in her hand. Yeah. And she comes over and she's, you know, my baby, baby. Yeah. And basically, you know, Tess just looks and goes, you know, I'm sorry. You know, kind of has this I'm sorry moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had this life. And and it's weird because it, she must have known because she leans her head right towards her. And she puts the gun up against the head and she's, boom, and that's yeah. it. Mother's now dead yeah. with a gunshot to the head. And then our hero, covered in blood and everything else, after she gets Mother off her, walks off into the rising sun. Literally, that's the end of the movie, which yeah. I thought was genius. Yes, it was, it was a great. It was a great way out of that. I, I thought it was very good. So, uh, outside of what I said already, I didn't like, what were your unlikes of the movie? Like, the, the job interview was just a waste of time. You didn't really need to show that. Yeah, because it really didn't help out at and, all. The only thing that it showed was her fe- getting feelings for Keith, but that was already shown after drinking wine and her coming back to the... Like, you could have had that same scene, her coming back to the house and her opening up the phone and looking at the picture like uh, of the ID and give that little smirk. Like, you, the interview caused nothing. The whole problem with Frank, like, you, you don't get anything more with Frank. Yeah, you get that little flashback yeah. that kind of gives yeah. you a clue like, kind of what was going on a little bit. And like, him setting up a victim, but then you don't really see anything, and then you see him as an old, yeah. decrepit man in a bed who can't and move. The, like so, all, the only things you see in in the downstairs room, like we said, in the first room was the bed, the movie camera, and uh, the bucket. Then, when you're down in the basement, you see four or five dog cr- crates, metal dog crates. Yeah, giant. Yeah, bigger ones. Yeah, for you know the larger breed dogs, but like some have blood on it. Like so, is that where he kept the women? Is that you know? Is is it was actually was it actually dogs or something? Then mind you, this is when we're saying basement. This is a sub basement. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a cavern. Yeah. Because then you have these like cave like rooms. Yeah. He he was digging around underneath this whole uh, neighborhood for years, and once everybody started moving out, he had free reign. So he just made this whole underground labyrinth underneath the city, basically in this neighborhood. But then you have the, then then the next room. All you have is. Like the suckle room, basically, with the 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 only which video. is like mother's room, I yeah, would say. Yeah. yeah, it's mother's room. It's the only video playing is that nursing video. It's the only video that she sees. That's why she does what she does. Then you're just like, then you're into the cage. There's just like like what else is down there? Yeah, they don't go into like everything that's down there. And then of course his room is off down yeah. the hallway, and mother won't come into the room. <laughs> so because she chases AJ to the room, but won't go through right. the door. And, and there's a bell there, so obviously he must ring the bell for something. Well, she know. must bring him stuff, is what I'm assuming. Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking wild. But they, they don't like how did he stay down there so long without anything? Right, but he still had stuff in the room. Yeah, so I know. obviously, and she goes out at night, so obviously she's. I don't think she's going and buying groceries. So God knows what the fuck she's getting. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But like that's that's one thing. Like there's just a little too many unanswered questions. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. Like once again, I agree with the interview is a waste of time. Like I said, there were some tropes in this movie that, of course, we're probably tired of. Like running up the water tower made zero sense. It did lead us to the 
crazy thrower off the fucking water tower realize yep. that he's a fucking cocksucker moment. You could have done that without doing that, though. Uh, but once again, it was cool when it finished, but it was just dumb in the moment because you're yeah. like, why would you do this? Her going back in the house, another trope that's just stupid. Yeah. Like, there's there's a few of them. It's like, you got out. You got to town. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you're you, good you, to go. You have no connections to AJ. Yeah, fuck him. But that's that just to prove that she what that she's a much better person than I he is. I but agree, but still, it's like, it's like, fuck that guy. Seriously, fuck that guy. I'm going to say it again. Fuck that guy. Well, that being said, I think that's all I have for negatives. I think this movie was very well put together. I really do believe that the, it was very well written, very well shot. The atmosphere is beautiful. The yeah. score of this movie is great. The uh, effects are tremendous. Oh, my God. Most, most of them are, well, I think they're all practical for the most part. I think so as well because, I mean, we see a man's arm get written off, uh, ripped off his body and he gets beat to death with his own arm. Yeah. Like, this is a movie where that happens. Uh, the first kill on Bill Skarsgård, his face, but yeah. I cannot, I cannot understate like is this is an understatement me saying this how his face gets pulverized yeah. into the side of this wall if you're one of the people that enjoy the the kills and horror movies and all that stuff i'm not asking questions otherwise but uh like this is this is definitely one you need to see oh absolutely and there's not a lot of kills in this movie no there's because because well yeah we technically well well technically because you you have you have bill Skarsgård dies you then have uh frank that kills himself so that tells yeah. us a death you have andre who gets murdered by mother you have aj who gets murdered by mother and then lastly mother so yeah. five so it's exactly five deaths in this movie yeah and the only one that's not super brutal, well, the two is the gun ones. Yeah. Because Frank killing himself, although it did look cool. It did look cool. And also Mother, when she gets shot in the head, you get to see the hole and everything. Yeah. So like, they did those very well, but they're not like, but the other three kills, the Mother kills, are all brutal. Yeah. Like ripping a person's arm off and beating them to death with it. Not even, like in a single move, too. She grabbed his, he turned, went to turn around, she grabbed his arm, and that thing came off in an instant and just beat him with it. And she shoves her fingers in Justin Long's eyes and, yes. and then just squishes his head into mush yep. and opens it up. It's fucking, it's, it's disturbing, but it looks cool as shit. I'm going to throw that out there. So definitely the kills. Only five kills, but they're all worthwhile kills. With that being said, though, before we get to our scores, let's go around the internet. We're not going to play the game because obviously there's nobody for Ron to play it against. So I'm just going to read through them. IMDB out of 10 gave this 7.6. Nice. Metacritic gave it a 79%. Nice. It is sitting at a staggering 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Fandango users gave it a 70%, and the Google users are at 81%. Nice, actually. That's actually better than I thought it would be. It's kind of nice and lumped right around that 8. Yeah. So 80% or an 8 out of 10 is where it's kind of lumped around, if you yeah. see there, and somewhere in between there. Now it's time to give our nerd score. So the nerd score is simple. It is, for those of you who have been listening to it for a while, you already know, but I'm going to explain it again. It is partly a critic score. Partly an entertainment score, which means it could be critically bad, but if it's super entertaining, it can get a bump here. And then last but certainly not least, it's a recommendation score. So it's kind of a three things morphed into one, and it works just like this. A number one on the scale is no. This means it's a terrible film. You should never watch this film. There is no redeeming qualities. It's horrible and terrible. Do not watch. Number two is you've been warned. This means it's not quite terrible, but it's also not good. It's below average watching it is not worth wasting your time so you've been warned a three is ah it's good which means that this is a movie you don't need to spend money on you don't need to buy it or rent it you don't need to go see it in the theater if it's in the theater and if it's like an older film or anything it's not like you have to go out of your way to see it if it is on and you watch it you're gonna it's gonna be an average to good movie so like you're not gonna regret watching it but it's not necessarily something you need to search out it's not essential 
That brings us to four, which is Just Take My Money. Just Take My Money are those essential films. These are the films that you should actually be watching. If it's in the theater, you can feel free to pay for it. Feel free to buying it and adding your collection. You're probably going to even add it to a rotation because these are the very good to great films that uh, everybody should see. And last but certainly not least, The Rarified Air. It's called Certified Nerd. And the Certified Nerd thing is classics. These are the movies that are phenomenal, that everybody loves in their classics. Things like Jaws, the original Halloween, Jurassic Park. This year we've had now three, count them three, as of the last 3FN episode, with a unanimous, because to get a unanimous one, you have to have all three of us vote that it's certified nerd. And of course, we gave that to Spider-Man No Way Home. We gave it to the Batman, and we just gave it to Clerks 3. Throwing it out there. Those are the certified nerd movies, just to let you know where we're at. So with that being said, Ronald, what is your nerd score for Barbarian? All right. This is definitely one of those movies, like, I kind of lump it in with Hostel. So if you enjoy that kind of movie, that kind of scenario... Uh, it, it's a. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but you, you'll understand when you see it. This is a four all the day. It, it is well written. It's it like you said. It's got five deaths, and the three of them are brutal. But the story and the acting in this pushes it to a four. I I can't give it a certified nerd on this one only because of the fact of like it's a horror movie. Like you got to be right on with that. And there's a couple things that just push it low for me. If you're not into this stuff, then take it as a grain of salt. I'm going to agree with you. I also give this a four. Just take my money. This is a very good movie. This is something that if you're a horror fan, you must watch. I mean, if if you're not a horror fan, you're probably not going to enjoy it. I'll yeah. be honest with you. But there's no reason for you to pick this up if you're not. But with that being said, I think this is a tremendous movie that everybody should see, if it's especially horror fans. I'm just going to jump right into my critic score as well. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. There's things that I took away points for. Obviously, some of the tropes that were really kind of over the edge. The uncertainties of things I would like to see more. I don't know if you can really make a sequel of this, but I would I would watch a sequel or a prequel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you would probably have to do a prequel to show the horrors that he was doing to kind of understand it more. And I don't know if I want to sit through that movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think we really need to because the way that they did it in this, it's all, you know your mind playing the game on you like they don't show any of that but yet your mind goes straight to it and you already put in your own thoughts and that's what makes it so much better i agree with that but at the same time i would have liked to see just a little more just a little more backstory at least maybe like a newspaper clipping or like you know how in x uh, throwing it out there for people who have seen x they do like well while they're going to the the farm they go into the gas station you see the little documentary yeah. on the back tv yeah i think that's what you need to do Maybe something like that to give you just to give you a little taste of what's going on yeah, yeah without actually it. telling you right yeah. you know what i mean uh so i would have liked a little more of that but i mean like the fact that she just didn't go away the tropes the cops even i didn't like the cop scene because yeah. there is no police officer on the planet Earth. Yeah, I don't even, care where you are. Even it's not gonna that's not going to at least investigate. Or if they didn't believe you and you wasted their time, they're going to arrest you. Yeah. So the scene either ends with her should have ended with her in the backseat of a cop car cuffed, screaming and yelling like a madwoman, proving the fact that she's probably on drugs to them. Yeah. Or the cops are gonna go in and we're gonna get a whole nother ball game. Which would have been cool for a body count because we could have gotten two cops murdered inside of this inside which, of the house. Which, which I think I would have done personally. If you if you if take, I was directing if you take away the the job interview scene and add that makes this movie ten it makes this almost certified nerd I agree with you like I that probably would have pushed this to certified nerd because it's like logical like and mind you I'm bringing logic to a movie where there's this gigantic freak you know woman beast if you will naked naked. <laughs> 
titties just flailing around, <laughs> gigantic nipples. Like, like should, should, should with breast milk because obviously she didn't have regular milk, so it was yeah. definitely breast milk she was trying to feed him. It, it, was, it was definitely breast milk. That was titty, that was titty milk. That was titty milk. And, and, and at her age and stuff and looks, I don't know if that was good titty milk. But I'm just gonna throw it out there, like, like I'm willing to go with that. And I understand when I say logic, you're like, well, you're willing to go with that. But yeah, but even inside of the story, things didn't make sense. Like, there's no way in the shape she was in that she was running to the top of the water tower anyways. Yeah. And on top of that, like the cop situation, there's no way that plays out like that nowhere. Not even in movies. Most movies would have done the other, which would have been better in this case. Because we would have gotten two more bodies for the kill count and it would have been cool. And then on top of that, it would have been more realistic. Yeah. And then... Does that make sense? Right. But you, you even show her, like, it would put more suspense at the end. Because even if you have her get shot at least once from the cops and still coming... And then at the end, you know, they, they have a gun and it, you're just like, well, she's already lived through that. But yeah, Tess is the one that gets shot and lives through all that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So, like, I so don't there's like, it. even in the negatives, there's positives. But it's still, I just, I can't go above, like, seven and a half is where I'm staying out of ten. Yeah. Just because there was a lot of things that I'm like, eh, and, and with horror, you do grade a little harder. And of course, as we all know, I don't give anything higher than a nine and a half anyways. Yeah. I don't believe perfect exists. I'm with you. So with that being said, very good movie, very good scores. I would definitely suggest seeing it, whether it's on VOD or if you can still hit the theaters and see it. It is definitely a fun, fun watch. If you listen to us, I don't think a spoiler will ruin the movie for you. I just think when you go in completely dark, it catches you left and right out yeah. of left field. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. Once it, once you go to California and it's sun shining, you just went and you just got out of this dark Literally, just see somebody's face get smashed. It goes from face getting smashed into oblivion to sunny California yeah. with a happy song playing in a convertible. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, when I I looked at my niece because I took her with us, and I just I just went, "What the fuck are we watching now?" <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's it, but, but it fits. It fits. It fits. It's great. Well, with that being said, that is going to do it for this special. 3FN movie review bonus for all of you. Uh, any information that you need about the 3FN podcast, visit 3FNpodcast.com. There you can find the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content and help support the shows. You can also find our T Public link where you can buy some swag and help, you know, fund us monetarily as well, but also get some cool swag. On top of that, there's a link for the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. There's the link for friends of the show, like the ODPH. There's the 3FN link, which has the player there, as well as 607TWS. We also have our uh, music director. You heard at the beginning of this show, we played our good friends, the Jasons from West Virginia. Shout-outs for them. Check them out. They have some awesome shit going on. Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music to find all their stuff. They're in the directory with our other band friends. And last but certainly not least, there is a section there to support our local sponsors, who help us bring everything to you commercial free. Giving a quick shout out to the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That's Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. If you're in the 607 and you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, give them a call at 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN sent you. And last but certainly not least, our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, of course, the, la the event just went down. We thank everybody who showed up. Next year's event is going to be bigger, better, and badder on August 25th and 26th from the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. Of course, that is of 2023. Make sure, if you want to stay up to date on everything as it unfolds throughout the year, you visit their website, scifihorrorfest.com. Well, Ron, we're at the end of this bonus review, and now we're going to say so long. We will be back for the 3FN podcast next week 
as it always comes out for anybody on Patreon. You get it uncut, uncensored, and uncooked on Monday night. For everybody else, it's Tuesday. So if uh, depending upon where you are, depending upon when you'll listen to us next. But we thank you for tuning in. And for myself, for Ron, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Because it will never